Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your co-host, Corinne. Hey, it's Elena. What's up, Elena? How are you? How are you doing? Excellent. Great. Guys, today we have a wonderful guest. AC Dumlau is here. AC, uh, pronouns are they, them, is a queer, trans, non-binary, first-generation Filipino-American advocate, educator, artist based in Brooklyn, New York. They are the creator of social justice news Facebook page, Call Me They, and the genderful fashion slash self-care Instagram at menswear, uh, menswear, menswear self-care. AC, you know I was going to do this to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> AC, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, my God. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. We're AC. so excited. Yeah. I have tons and tons of questions. So you are working on several projects right now. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm not sure how you're finding any time for sleep. And self-care. <laughs> so I, I want to know, can you tell me a little bit about each of the projects? You know, Call Me They, um, Men's With Self-Care, and some of the educating that you're doing right now. Sure. So there are a lot of projects. So yes. I guess we can start with Call Me They, which I think is like the umbrella for all of the work that I do. Um, I do my consulting under the name Call Me They by AC Dumlau. So Call Me They, facebook.com slash Call Me They is, um, as you said, my Facebook news page. Um, and it started actually around that dark time called the November uh, 2016 election. <laughs> I like yeah. that you're referring to it as a dark time, as it was. The giant cloud that's yes. coming through, that came through. Yeah. So basically, right before uh, the election day, things were pretty dark. Uh, Trump was saying a lot of things. And it was very emotional for me. So as you heard, I'm first generation Filipino American. I'm brown. I'm queer. I'm trans. I'm non-binary. And I've always been, you know, progressive and I've always been, you know, towards the left radical, but didn't speak out a lot. Um, because I think I had a chip on my shoulder, so I was just talking um, before we recorded that I was a theater major, so I think I've, you know, been scared to speak out because I didn't feel like I had enough information, or, you know, I wasn't a poli-sci major like a lot of my friends, I didn't necessarily read the news every day, Mm -hmm. but around the time I started reading it all the time and maybe not the healthiest. And we'll talk about that in a little (laughs) bit, but I was posting articles and speaking out and saying, you know, Trump hates me. Trump wants to block immigrants from the Philippines. Literally my parents 25 years ago, Trump wants, you know, trans people to not be in the military. He's just saying all of these terrible things. And I started speaking out on my personal Facebook. Um, so much so that, I would write these rants like basically every day, and it was actually very healing to me. But I think uh, on the outside, I appeared very upset to the point that people would text my partner and say, "You know, AC is AC okay? Like they seem like really upset." And Caitlin had to be like, "No, like that's like that's them. They're just like letting it out." But like it was clear that my personal Facebook was becoming a page that 
was becoming more political and a lot of people were liking things. A lot of people were commenting, you know, there were some kind of, you know, negative, moderate, conservative comments, but overwhelmingly positive. And then I thought to myself, I need to, I need to be able to do this, but it can't be on my personal page. Right. Getting too many notifications. It's, it's just like a lot of stimulus. And so I was like, how do I keep doing this without, in a way that is more sustainable for me and for my mental health and my well-being. So I created a business page, basically, um, facebook.com slash call me they. And it, it's, it's like, it's me, but it's through the business Facebook, um, you know, UI. So I can turn off notifications. I can, you know, I have, uh, my default picture is a cartoon of me. Um, it's not me. It's called call me they. So it's me, but, there's this uh, buffer between me and Call Me They where I can kind of put the phone down um, and and let that be the space because it's it's not black and white for me. You know, people you know will say in this very tumultuous time they want uh, you know people to be able to put down the phone and have self care. But part of my what get, what drives me and and fills me is is speaking out about these issues and creating a platform to talk about these issues and so but sometimes it does get overwhelming and so you know very recently with um you know kind of me too and talking about sexual assault survivors and Brett Kavanaugh and and Dr. Christine Ford all of these things um you know I will lay a little low and I can be like I'm going to just not post for a little bit when I go on vacation I try not to post on there um, and since then, that was like two years ago. I actually think I I, I started the page officially uh, around inauguration time. Felt yeah, like that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that you know that's always will be its birthday. And and um, at first it was just you know a few hundred like my friends following me. And then I started kind of I wouldn't call them rants, but I started writing kind of longer posts. I started getting published. And in those waves of getting on different publications, I've been on. Auto straddle. I've been on Broadly, Huffington Post, Queer Voices, right? So I was kind of like, wow, like people want to hear what I'm saying. And I'm really proud to say that I have around like 7,000 followers today. Fantastic. I mean, that's some fantastic. I think what, what grabs me about that story was how it came about. It came about from your frustration with what was happening. You saw what was happening. You said, I, I have to speak out about this. I cannot hold this in. It's unhealthy. I, I can't continue to hold this in. And so then you took that energy and put it into the page. And where you, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're like, yeah, am I ranting here? Is this like a full on rant, like a self indulgent rant? But actually, it's not. You're basically giving voice to how a lot of other people are feeling about it. So I can imagine why that page took off and did very well. And now, you know, it sounds like that's turned into like other opportunities for you, people coming, like calling you in to, you know, like you said, having a post and these various, uh, you know, news outlets calling you in to ask, your opinion on things because you're giving voice to, to people who are some people are not you know they don't have that voice and you're kind of giving them a voice so it's really awesome thank you yeah I love that I love that tell, can you tell me a little bit about the education piece and and how what you're doing with that like how are you I know you're an educator I want to know where you're doing that and because that's such important work and how did you get into that how did that fall into place for you definitely so it has been an interesting journey because I never really saw myself as someone who did a lot of trainings or was, you know, quote unquote, an expert on issues. It's just, 
it it was so inside of me it started spilling out of me and i think again around the time of the election and the inauguration people were looking to me to speak up about my marginalized identities um a lot of people asked me to explain things to them um which which took a lot out of me so i had to figure out a way to to make that something that i could do in the long term and so the first part of that is basically i work at the transgender legal defense and education fund in new york city so in an official capacity i um, work on our training programs for lawyers and community partners and corporations but what i'm really passionate about is what i'm doing like right now and on the weekends and in the evenings is my consulting work um and just trying to create visibility and a platform um for issues that are not just um being queer and being trans on binary and not just being Filipino American um but the intersection of those and especially um with mental health um self-care and talking about um living with depression and anxiety yeah. and making all those things um really visible and showing um how they play upon each other yes yeah and so you know when people started asking you know do you do talks like do you come to colleges like do you talk about this stuff and i was like i guess i do <laughs> um it was kind of a fake until you, you do now thing. i do, do I, now. I do now <laughs> so one of the most valuable things that i i learned in school where i studied theater directing was instead of saying you know i i want to be blank like i want to be a writer i want to be a director it's just saying i'm a writer i'm a director I'm an educator. You're a podcaster, right? Um, Not just in a way to manifest that internally, but to just be in the truth about it. You don't need to be a, have a professional degree. You don't need to have 20 years in the biz to finally say what you are, especially in the arts. And so I just kind of started embracing and saying in my bio, I'm an educator and an advocate. I don't have anything really official to back that up. I don't have a teaching degree, but I teach people. I teach people online and I teach people with trainings and um kind of the beginning of of giving education is just a talk that I kind of put together. It's called uh, Brown Round Here Queer. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> and it's it's basically it's I mean from a intellectual standpoint it's talking about intersectionality but it's just me talking about myself talking about growing up talking about coming out talking about activism talking about topics in the world and part of me had or has continues to have this like imposter syndrome of like are you sure that you want to pay me to come to your school and talk about me and what i've learned is to embrace that and and when i do these talks at these schools you know these young people coming up to me who just like thank me for coming um you know not to be like narcissistic about it but just to hear like people do need these stories because they are so few and far between and to embrace that it's a completely valid thing to have you know me AC Dumal come in and talk about my life um and i don't need to um you know qualify that in any way i don't need to prove that i deserve to be there and so i've been very lucky to to do this talk i did this talk at my uh, alma mater um earlier this spring actually pastor yeah. college upstate oh, great. and it was just like felt really really wonderful and i'm doing it again next week um kind of in tandem with national coming out day and um you know filipino american history month also so it it's 
it's wild because it's just like things that I talk about and then I made a PowerPoint and then I talk about it for an hour to 90 minutes and I get paid for it and it, it's, it's, it's happening and I have to, you know, be more confident in that. I'm always working on that. So I, I want to like, I, I want to, you just said something that I think that is very important for people to hear. Um, you talked about like the feeling of like imposter syndrome, right? You talk about, well, I'm not, you know, I didn't go get a degree in this. So like what gives me the right or the, you know, the, the credibility, I guess, to, to go and have this, to, to take this role and do this. But you also talked about how it kind of spilled out of you, right? So I think it's important for people to understand that sometimes being an expert doesn't mean that you put in time and went and took and, and, and had a degree or you went to school or any of that. It doesn't mean that. It really means that you're like, you connected with a very authentic part of yourself and you told your story. That is important. That's why this podcast exists. It's for people to tell their stories. It's for people to hear stories that are not like theirs and for them to broaden their minds based on it. So I completely understand the, the feeling of like, oh my God, should I be doing this? Is like, who wants to hear from me? Like, I feel like I've had this conversation with people in the past. Like the people who don't want to hear from you will just turn off, right? They'll turn off. They won't listen. They'll change the channel. Let them do it. <laughs> Let them do it. Because the people who want to tune in are going to listen. And clearly, what's happening with you, people are listening. You're telling a very authentic story. You're telling a very real story. And there's a lot of value in that. So I hope on the days you're thinking, you know, you're having imposter syndrome, you can shut that down and just move forward and do the work that you're here to do. Like, this is the work you're here to do. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Right. And Getting emotional. No, I, I, <laughs> I get, get emotional crystals. about it too because I think, I mean, looking at where I was two years ago, kind of just doing this on the side, I was working in digital advertising for three years, which is... Sure, a thing that you do after getting a whole degree in theater. Um, but we could talk about. I could talk another day we about could all how talk about how our paths and how it just took a oh sharp my God. left. There could be a podcast based on that alone. Seriously, I think so. So we'll talk about that later. But yeah. I think you know, looking at myself two years later, I do really feel that I was meant to do this work. I I don't think I would be happy any other way um, doing anything else. I've been very lucky to have the platforms that I have, to have my career, to have my home, to be able to sustain myself through it. But initially, I never saw myself getting paid for talks or, you know, being reposted in, you know, Huffington Post or, you know, asking people asking to interview me. It all feels very surreal sometimes, but I, I, I find strength in knowing that it's just like I feel like my heart breaks open um, and it feels so good yeah. when I get to do this work and connect with folks, when I connect, connect with queer um, POC like you folks. Um, but it's, it's, it's about managing that spilling out of my heart, sure. which is kind of the self-care portion yes. to make sure that it, it remains sustainable because if there's no me, if there's no healthy and, and um, you know, me this is not going to happen. So I'm not 24 seven doing everything. I'm not necessarily tuning into the Kavanaugh hearing. I'm not necessarily, you know, sometimes people will be like, Hey, did you see what Trump and Kanye did today? And I'll be like, no, actually I didn't read it because that's just gonna make me right. Because (laughs) self care, (laughs) because literally put your oxygen mask, what they say, put your oxygen mask on first. You have to do that. There is no, the work you're doing is so important. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't do that work. 
right? You're not helping anyone with that. And, you know, this is another thing I'd love to talk about. Like, it's interesting. You, a lot of your work is talking about self-care. Mm-hmm. That's not something that we hear often with, like, the work you're doing. You don't hear those things put together very often. So why, why is self-care such a huge part of what you talk about? And by the way, I love that you're doing it because not enough people are talking about it. Thank you. Yeah. I think that it's just integral to all of the work I do at the end of the day. I'm not only an LGBTQ plus trans non-binary queer advocate. I'm not just a Filipino American Asian advocate at the end of the day. I'm a person who lives with anxiety and depression. It's the first thing I think about when I wake up. I don't think like, wow, I'm all these marginalized identities, like ready to go out in the world. It's how do I get out of bed? Like, why do I feel so tired? Why have I overscheduled myself this week? And why do I feel terrible? Um, Because I haven't had enough sleep, right? Those things are the, the very functional, like things that, that, help me be who I am in the world, who you hear right now in your ears. So I think that I, I have felt the, the need to talk about self-care because throughout all of my relationships, professional, um, personal, in between, self-care is just always kind of the unspoken about thing. Mental health is always kind of underlaying all these things. When you're, you know, your friends are calling you up about relationship advice and having a difficult time with their partners, it's about communication. But at the end of the day, there usually are mental health or self-care issues or confidence issues in yourself. It all goes back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you said that not a lot of people are talking about self-care and I agree in the way that we, the three of us talk about it and kind of our communities talk about it. But I think right now there's a big co-opting of self-care of, you know, go get a pedicure and like, you know, go get buy this face mask. I love face masks. That is <laughs> right. You're not. You're not against face. I'm masks. not against face However, masks. However, I'm not. I'm gonna second that because that's my hidden. I mean, listen. It's not hidden. Who doesn't want good skin? No, Do no, no. Yeah. I mean, I would say we all have great skin in this room. <laughs> not great for a podcast since you can't see us, but we'll post a picture later. Um, we definitely will. By the way. We definitely will. I think that uh, you know this idea of self care is not is for me is it's not something that you buy, and right now it's really commodified. Um, if you look. at anywhere, you know, pay for this retreat, this yoga retreat, or, you know, get this really expensive facial or buy these like really, you know, expensive bath bombs. And these are all things that are great, but you can also achieve all of these things without money. And I, I think the conversation has really taken a, a a capitalistic turn of all these things you can buy for self-care, which, you know, is cool. And I definitely participate in that. But it's it's also very inaccessible to folks who don't have, um, you know, uh, disposable income to pay for those things. So to bring it to men's or self-care, which I guess is the last big platform that we haven't spoken about, which is my Instagram, men's or self-care came from that similar time of um, the election in the inauguration of, uh, wow, this is like too much. Every day I wake up, something is on fire. Trump has said something. Um, you know, the election happened, uh, you know, 3am I'm like weeping with my partner about what it means, um, moving forward. And, and here we are two years later. Um, the, the, the Kavanaugh appointment actually reminds me a lot of that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. It yes. feels like a cycle. Yes. Um, yes. and 
I don't know if it is my brain saying, you know, let's do some self care. But for me, it, 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 it's something that we have lived through and keep seeing, um, you know, these people in power abusing it. And so because I survived that time, I feel like I'm able to be more resilient now, but for men's or self care, every day was just so hard. And, and I was working in digital advertising specifically in progressive nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So it was literally my job to watch the news and read the news and know the latest things going on in the Senate and know all of these intricacies. So it wasn't just like, oh man, I can like check out my Facebook and see the latest article. It was like my job to know these things. And instead of very simply with digital campaigns, like you have a campaign, you lead up to it, you make the graphics, you have it all timed out, it'll run this long instead of this kind of, um, you know, very scheduled job, which I felt like really good about. It was all emergencies all the time. I'm working on reproductive justice. I'm working on women's rights. I'm working on refugee issues every day. Something is happening and it was so overwhelming. And I was like in a depressive episode about, about all of this, which a gave me some imposter syndrome of like nothing's happening to me, right? Specifically right. me. Right. And why, why? Why are you having these problems? Yeah. Right now? Like why is this happening? Yeah. And then I was like, no, this is valid. This is traumatic for all of us. And and there have been studies that have said that this time has been traumatizing for people of color, um, for any marginalized people. So mm -hmm. helpful to have those numbers. Well, well, also couple that with the fact that you, it's not like you could step away from it. Like it was no, part of your job. So was, now you're immersed in it every day. That's you have to sit terrible. and watch. You have to sit and read every single piece. Yeah, that's a lot. It was a lot. And so I was like getting up in the morning and I was like, I feel terrible, but you know what makes me feel good? Dressing up. Yeah. And oh, wow. you know, I have, I have suits and I wear them for like business meetings or whatever. And it was just like a regular, as, as Cardi B would say, it was a regular schmegular degular day. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm going to wear my suit to work. I don't have any meetings. I would usually show up in like a t-shirt and jeans, but I just wore a suit to work. And I was like, wow, like I feel good. Like, I feel like I have my armor on. I feel like powerful. And that was kind of this idea of like menswear self-care. And so menswear self-care, the title I have to credit goes to my best friend, Jenna. Um, around this time, you know, so much terrible stuff is going on. So we're, we text each other back and forth as kind of, you know, joking around like, you know, you know, walking on the fall leaves is self-care or like, I don't know, like uh, taking a 10 minute break and looking at the window is self-care or like snappier ones than that. And then one day Jenna texted me and she said, uh, menswear is self-care. And I was like, oh my Ooh. God. And an idea was born. Right. That's and was, amazing. And I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. And, I love it. Right. I know. She's brilliant. And I, I bring this up in every podcast. <laughs> and she's like, you always say that story. I'm like, because it's so important. It's an it, awesome story. And, and I was like, men's or self-care. That's going to be the Instagram. That's going to be the Instagram title. And, and coupled with, I was talking about my theater background. I was so busy at work. And I was at this point of where I wasn't able to do any creative projects. So I have been able to do some theater work here and there, and I wasn't doing any of that. And it's to me, initially, it sounded very small to say, you know, having an Instagram, that's kind of creative. Picking out, you know, outfits that I'm going to post, how I'm going to edit them. I can write little paragraphs or essays and that that feels like it's uh, you know, itching the creative spot that hasn't been itched. 
And in my brain, you know, my imposter syndrome's like, that's stupid. Like, that's not anything. Like, you used to be a theater director. But then I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was going to be like, shut you need to turn that volume down. Yeah, I was like, shut like, up. That thing's like, not helping you at all, man. No, it's tell that thing to shut up. Totally. And then I just started posting. And I was like, I feel so good oh, so posting good. these outfits and thinking about, like, what I'm going to wear because I know I have to take pictures of it and, you know, writing about. You know, it's, uh, I'm wearing this the same, this is how I feel. And just like being very vulnerable about like, I'm going through like a really hard time and this is how I feel and saying things like I look happy in this picture, but that's, you know, fleeting right now because it's so hard. And, and it became really important for me to not just post fashion pictures, which is totally valid. And I follow so many like hot fashion influencers, (laughs) but what I wanted to do was to add, personal stories about yeah. that and so that's really what menswear self-care is um and 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 continues to be today oh my god i love that i i did not know that that's what it was about and i it, it seems like you have an ability to take things that are painful for you or that are very difficult to to deal with and turn them into something really positive like every every last one of these projects you've mentioned that's the that's the foundation across all three of them. It's like something happened that was very difficult for you to deal with, and you turned it around. Like men's wear self care, fantastic! What a great idea. <laughs> I mean, we don't, you know, this. We talk a lot about style in this um, podcast, and we talk about you know identity and things like that. But you know, we never talk about. I guess there's an underlying idea, like when we talk about our style journeys. You know, Elena and I, we we talk about how dressing, you know, dressing up made us feel like that feeling of like feeling like, first of all, like you, like you just feel like yourself, but you also just feel so good because you put so much effort into like your look. And I haven't heard it put in quite the way that you just put it. It's really amazing. It's an amazing thing. And I love the, again, I love the self care part of it, but I didn't know that that's how it came to be. And that's, that's an incredible story. I love it. Thank you so much. And it's, it's, you know, election day is coming around. So it's like the two year anniversary of men's or self-care, which is, is wild to believe. And it's been such a joy and, and very unexpected that through men's or self-care is how I not just get a lot of my work and visibility, um, because, you know, Instagram, I think has exploded even more since then. And, but connecting with folks through like hashtag like QTPOC and meeting other Filipino folks, meeting other non-binary folks. Um, you know, there's the new like questions feature and in Instagram stories and, yeah. um, you know, being able to like do a Q and a and have people ask me very similar questions all the time. Like, how do you, you know, dress to be non-binary? Like, how do you wear a suit when you have like hips and breasts and all these questions that I know that you are very <laughs> oh, familiar yeah, with? Right? Questions. So. But, I mean, these are it's so wonderful. You're there to answer these questions to help out because what we're trying to do is change the change the idea that like you know women dress one way, men dress one another way. We are not dealing with those sort of like boxes anymore. Mm-hmm. Like people are wearing things and like crossing you know like like gender lines in all sorts of ways now and we need to support that because we're looking at a different time where there's this black and white boxing of things it's just not 
it's not possible anymore. People are not interested in it anymore. And we have to get better with like how, just, we were talking earlier, like we're talking earlier about, um, I mean, this is off mic, but so I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, about how, you know, some of our identity, it, as soon as we, sort like you came out as trans, right? Mm-hmm. And you're non-binary. And I think that you can still, even coming out as those things, you can get lumped into one category. Right. And it is, it is, it just doesn't work that way. You know, there's going to be parts of you that, you know, are the feminine parts or part of you, the masculine parts. And it's all integrated in a way that you decide that you want to represent it. And people need to just, they really have to just, we have to raise these lines because they don't work. And they're just, it, it, it's just, I think it's causing a lot of confusion. If you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about menswear self-care Please. that relates directly to that. So when I started menswear self-care, it, it, it was very early in, in coming out. So actually when I started, I was still identifying as a cis woman, uh, queer person. And now today I identify as a trans non-binary queer person. Um, and, and I started menswear self-care. And so I was like, wow, like, you know, when I'm wearing a more masculine look, when I have a suit on, like, let's take pictures, let's take pictures, speaking to my partner, who is my photographer. That that doesn't hurt. (laughs) Um, and, and, and then in my real life, I was like, you know, like I'm not always wearing menswear. Um, like Thanksgiving was rolling around and I was like wearing a jumpsuit and I was, and Caitlin was like, Hey, we should like take pictures for menswear self-care. And I was like, well, like, I don't know if people want to see that it doesn't really like fit in with what I've been posting. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is your Instagram and you're talking about your style. And I was like, yeah, but the title. And she was like, Post what you want to post. She's right. People are responding to you She's right. and your authenticity. Mm-hmm. And she was completely right. And around that same time, I was understanding my identity as a trans non-binary person. And so I, I was able to get through that mental block and say, hey, I know this is menswear self-care and that's the hashtag and it's the snappy title, but... I I want to post these more androgynous, feminine-leading outfits that I wear. And early on, as my kind of followership was building, I wrote this post about, you know, getting a manicure and, um, and a picture of me with my nails and saying, you know, in coming out early on as a queer person, you know, early on identifying, you know, just as gay and lesbian and as a woman, I really shied away from the feminine and the femme. I was a tomboy, and when I was in college, it was also like, how do I show people that I'm gay? How do I show people that I'm queer? You know, cut my hair, wear a lot of flannel, you know, all of the stereotypical, (laughs) you know, queer things. But I realized that I was really repressing my feminine style and femme parts of myself because I wanted to be seen as a more legitimate queer person, which I now recognize was really rooted in kind of some self-hate and misogyny and femphobia. And once I kind of released that and still released that, I could say, no, I'm not a woman. I am non-binary. If I'm wearing a dress, I'm still non-binary. If I'm wearing lipstick, I'm still non-binary. If I get my nails done, I'm still non-binary. And I just had such an amazing response to that post that was just like my hand wearing a button-down, like mask shirt of like 
people saying similar things. Like I, uh, people who are non-binary assigned female at birth saying like, I agree. Like I associate with that. I didn't want to do femme things because people would think that I was, you know, lying about being non-binary or think that I was doing something feminine and, and what is so important to me. And, and in my bio, I say that it's a gender full, yes. um, yes. you know, tell, what is, tell, me about that, tell me about that expression. Gender yeah, full. I absolutely. Love it. So for me, there's so many ways to describe your non-binary identity or expression. And there are people who identify non-binary as agender or, um, you know, gender less, like not having a gender. Correct. But for me, I feel so full of gender. That's like literally really this idea, it connects back to like this kind of overflowing in my heart about like my activism. I just feel so full of gender. I feel so many parts of me want to be like super mask and so many parts of me like embrace my femme and some parts of me are totally androgynous and it's, I'm just full of it. Yeah, that's you know? great. That's a great term. I love and it. so... The tagline of, you know, Men's Wear Self Evolved to it's a gender full blog. I talk about gender and, and it's rooted in menswear and that's what I honestly still get the most responses for. You know, I wear a suit, I'm like, it's like taking candy from a baby. I like good <laughs> in a suit, right? Um, but being able to show my expression and also to like mix and match things. So when I dress up in a suit, I'm usually doing full face makeup, like highlighter. I love doing like a like really bold dark brown lip, and um, I'm I'm doing both, right? I'm I'm giving you both the masculine silhouette, and I'm giving you you know a, like a beat face looking really good, and then I have like my really masculine haircut, and I'm still non-binary, right. and it's not just one or the other. And they're not exclusive, and 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 they have nothing to do with what you're wearing or what or makeup. Who I or, am. None of that. It's right. you are who's by non-binary. It has right. nothing to do with clothing or anything like that. Totally. That's what you are, regardless. So that's awesome. I think it's what's great about that is that you you also by doing that post with the manicure, you gave other people permission because if if people think other people aren't like suffering from that or struggling with that, that's, I mean, that's not true. Like, that's important. It's so important that you showed that. They need to see that. Thank you. Yeah, I think it, like, what is, like, what you're saying essentially is it's all about kind of that visibility. Like, having somebody to say, hey, they're doing it this way. I, like, like Corinne said, giving permission to say, yeah, I, I can feel this way or I can go get a manicure and, you know, kind of present in a way that, quote unquote, society doesn't think fits getting a manicure, but still being like, yeah, I can go get a manicure and have self-care and giving permission to that is Absolutely. really amazing. Absolutely. You know, I think what it comes down to is we need to get people on the page of what are you to you? Mm-hmm. What have you decided that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you've decided you are, that is what you are. No one gets to say, oh, no, no, no. You can, no, you have to be in that box. Oh, no. Actually, what you're doing right now doesn't fit with the box. You make the rules. Like, we make the rules. 100%. We do not let other people make the rules about us. That's not cool. When we do that, we give away power. Mm-hmm. That's not what we want to be. We don't want to be in that place. We don't want to be in that game. We want to hold on to our power. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like you're taking back the power. You have to. And saying, hey, this is mine. And if you're lucky enough to get, like, for me to share it with you. That's absolutely But if you're not, you know, if you can't 
handle or, or deal with that, great, you can go. That's right. Tell them to go. Again, that. change the channel, folks. <laughs> you know, you got a dial, you got a remote, we all have remotes. Change the channel. Like, no one's interested. Like, we're going to do it. So let people do what they're doing and, and don't get in their ways. Like, it's just like, why, why, I just don't, I never understand this, like, having to narrow people down. Like, why are you narrowing people down? Like, it doesn't make sense, you know? It's like, let people be broad. Let them be wide. Let them be expansive. Like, don't narrow them down. It's it's incredible to me. But what you're proving, though, is that by you, like, being your authentic self, there are people out there who are embracing it wholeheartedly. And that there's, like, to other people who are out there listening, if there's somebody, if you're saying, hey, I don't know if I should express myself in, you know, this way, or if I should give this opinion to do that and to kind of lean into it and step into it. And there are other people who feel the exact same way. And there's like, people need that platform to be able to look to. So how important that is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we are running out of time, but I am enjoying this conversation so much. I almost don't, I just don't want it to end. I, I actually do not either, but I cannot keep AC Doom Lab to myself today. I have got to let, let them go back and do their thing. So AC, before we go, tell people where they can find you. Tell us about like your Instagram. Tell us about call me. They like, just get it. Like, Plug yourself, my friend. Plug away. <laughs> I will plug away. Um, so again, my name is AC Doomlau. And overall, you can find all of the things I'm about to say on my website, which is callmethey.com. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash callmethey. Uh, my Instagram is at menswear self-care. And my Twitter um, is mix, M-X-A-C Doomlau. Um, and to spell Doomlao, why not, is uh, D-U-M-L-A-O. But uh, overall, um, I, I'm, I'm proud to say just Google me, yeah. um, and, it will, and stuff comes up. Oh, um, you're at that level. That's I, awesome. it, um, I mean, there are a number of other Filipino AC Doomlaws in the world, but I think that I've, I've won the search engine optimization <laughs> game on that one. But yeah, if anything you remember, just go to callmeday.com, and it lists um, everything about me, and I look forward to getting in touch with you letting me know if you found me um through the podcast um and i i'm just so happy to have been here i hope i can come back oh you are you you my friend i think you have an open door invitation to come back i am enjoying this conversation i'm almost thinking i may need a part two because i had other questions to ask but there was so you were you hit on so many rich topics that i was like i needed you just go and talk and do your thing you are Always welcome back here. Thank you so much. Open door policy, without a doubt. You please come back. It was so wonderful to have you here. And please continue doing the work you're doing. It is so very necessary. It is great. So I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up, right? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Yep. And make sure you subscribe because we're going to have more great guests. Um, And if you like what you heard, please send us comments, DM us. Um, Please make sure to go to AC's um, site and follow them and make sure that you, you know, just follow what they're doing. Really, truly great things. All right. Thanks, guys, for being with us today. Bye.